0: What's up, guys? Nino here. We're going to get right going on this podcast. We relaunched the podcast. We're going to jump right in. No intro music, no sponsors saying anything. We're just going to get right to it because I'm super excited to be talking to you all again via a podcast. Now, this is about artist coaching. This is about just being an artist in general, living life as an artist and everything else. So let's get right into it because today I want to discuss something that is often contentious to some people. And, um, I kind of gleaned most of it from some concepts that musician and composer Robert Fripp stated. He's a very, very intellectual and brilliant musician and human being as well. And he influences me a lot in my art. Yeah, I'm a musician and I have been for almost my entire life. And so in that regard, he influences me, but he influences the artist in general. Today, I want to talk about something uh, that he calls the four distinct qualities of functioning. And you're going to recognize them, but I'm going to challenge you to look at it like Fripp looks at it. And I'm going to also add some things to that as well, because I think it's very interesting to create an understanding of yourself with these four distinct qualities of functioning. Let's get right into it. Now, again, you'll you'll have heard of them, no question about it at all. And they're not necessarily in linear order, though they kind of are. Uh, Let me get to it. Our very first one is, in fact novice you're a novice you're a beginner or an amateur and that makes you you know that makes you excuse me not unique I was about to say unique it's the opposite being a novice is something that's uh it, it, the one way that it's unique is that we all have to do that if we've all started in photography music or any other art discipline then we've all been a novice Being a novice means you simply don't know, and everything's an exploration every single day with a very wide scope of what's possible. You don't even really know. You're kind of exploring in the dark with or without guidance, and being a novice is both uh, beautiful and exciting and terrifying at the same time. But one element of being a novice that we should always remember as an aside is to use that concept of understanding that you were or are a novice means that you share that with every other novice. You share that with every other person who's ever started in the direction that you're going with your art. Whether you're more advanced now or not, you all were novices at some point. That should elicit a, a, an empathetic response from you. For other novices, whether they're in the same path that you're on, in the same you know, direction that you're on, or that they're just starting and you're further along, you should have a sense of empathy. You've all been novices. Okay. So you all share that for sure. Novice means everything's everything's potential, everything's hopeful, everything is is blurry and not clear. There's something wonderful about being a novice, and we all have to go through it. And we can fall on our face a lot, frustration can happen. Um, but those successes as we work in our, you know, in our beginner uh realm, in our novice amateur realm, those successes are are very exciting. There is something uh Particularly cathartic about successes and discoveries when you're a novice, right? And that's something that we should not take for granted because often later on we lose that sense of innocence We lose that sense of excitement about new discoveries or rather we can if we're not careful So I urge you when you're gonna Acknowledge that you're a novice and someone else is a novice. I urge you to not downplay it It is an important, you know quality of functioning It's an important position in place for you, both in your uh, artistic journey and your spiritual journey and just life. You have to be a novice at some point. Wonderful. The second distinct quality of functioning might surprise you. That is professional or expert, whatever you care to call it. And you might think, well, we went to A to Z here, didn't we? We, we didn't actually, because again, it's not linear what we're describing, or at least not going to be in a minute. So we have professional or expert. What does that even mean? Novice is so easy to define. What is expert? Oh, expert's the zenith, it's the top end. It's that you are a master at what you do. Wrong, why? Because master is another term for another time. When you are an expert, it means you can execute your art with some proficiency. You know, you can do it to the point where it's very clear you're not a novice. You can make a career out of it, potentially. You can inspire others. You can even teach it. But if you can't teach something succinctly and simply and very, very clearly, then you're probably not an expert level at it. Experts take complicated things and explain them simply to help those learning, whether they're in an educator role or not. Expert or professional is something that we can aspire to, which is what almost every novice aspires to be. Whether they're trying to make a career out of it, you know, monetary uh, return on it, or they're just trying to get good at what they do for the passion of it. When you start as a novice, your goal is to become an expert. And of course, there's a ton of gray areas between novice and expert and how to define them. And, you know, there, it's not obvious. It's not clear where do you stop these, you know, designations of these distinct qualities of functioning. However, expert is where most people simply stop. And you can stop there happily. You can have a fulfilled life, artistically, spiritually. You can have a financially successful life by being an expert. No problem at all. Most people end up there. Most novices will fall off. Those who do not will end up experts. Time, time eventually and effort, effort and time, practice, consistent, you know, practice makes a big difference um, in how fast you become an expert. But time, time is a big part of it. But time leads us into the next distinct quality of functioning. And we touched on it just a second ago. And that is mastery. Master. And you might think, oh, I got you now, Nino. I understand now. Master is above expert. Got it. Kind of. The reason why mastery is separate from expert is I just said it a second ago. You can have a fully prosperous and satisfying, fulfilling career and be an expert. So what the heck is a master? A master is something, first of all, that we we distribute that label too freely. There's too many masters in the world that are, in fact, experts. Masters are so, so beyond their comprehension of their craft that it's hard to explain this, but a master doesn't have any very few limitations but a master also dismisses the nuance and detail of skill and practice and you know the acceptance of where they are with their skill set and what they can accomplish with it a master is beyond that a master has you know broken every rule at this point the rules are no longer relevant the rules do not apply but more to the point a master has a commitment, a level of commitment to their craft, to their art, to their discipline that makes it so beyond an expert in one crucial way. It is now part of their life, and I don't mean their career. It is part of their life. It is part of their being. It is part of their whole spiritual uh, kind of justification in the universe. This is who they are. Mastery in a craft or a discipline or an art can come at the sacrifice and the detriment of personal relationships, um, monetary gain even. There's plenty of masters who have no money. So when you think about the concept, the term, I should say master, you might think of like a guru on a mountaintop isolated from the world and you ascend the mountaintop to get to the guru to get some, you know, sort of impossibly brilliant advice from said guru because... They have this focus, you know, that you don't have because you're in the hustle and bustle of the normal world and they're out there focusing. That's kind of what a master actually is, yeah. (laughs) Except most masters aren't sitting on top of mountains uh, waiting for you to come get advice. Masters are so consumed by their craft that it is part of them to the point where other aspects of their life could potentially be sacrificed or even you don't have to necessarily look at it as a bad thing. A master can completely be so just enveloped in in their craft, in their art, that it's wonderful. It's euphoria for them. It is next level. A master can often be a great teacher, but masters don't teach technique very often or at all. Masters don't teach detailed methodologies. Masters don't, you know, focus on tools or tool types and certainly not brands. Masters have a different understanding. If you want to learn from a master, a master is going to talk to you about vision. A master is going to talk to you about what's in your heart. What do you see in your mind's eye? What does your soul want to do? Whether it's guitar playing, photography, painting, sculpting, dancing. A master is going to challenge you on a deeper level. A master is going to say, hey, you can learn your tools. Go practice them. That's fine. You want to talk to me, let's talk about bigger concepts. Let's talk about where you want to go as as a human being, as as a, a living creature exploring the concept of art creation. Mastery is not always something you can pick, but you can work towards it. It's beyond practice and has a little bit to do with a type of meditation. You have to commit on such a long term that most experts don't bother. And most experts are labeled masters by their industry peers or the public at large, and they're perfectly happy with that and and they move on. But a real master, you kind of know when you meet them. You kind of know when you've heard of them very very few of them out there and choosing to be a master requires a commitment that's not unlike religious devotion you have to commit yourself to the craft and to your your experience and your role in the craft in the discipline to get to the mastery level and then nothing else but time time is it you cannot do it without time and anybody talks about 10,000 hours of this and that and that's fine 10,000 hours is great but that's no rule 20,000 hours is better, (laughs) you know? So I'm not about putting labels like that, but we do see masters um, everywhere. If we are to believe what we read and see in in, in social media and, and the news, everyone's a master if they're good at something. Really, they're just experts and experts are fantastic, but a master is an evolved expert. There are very few get to. And it's also a responsibility. You have to decide, is that even something you want to do? Because when you commit to mastery, it's literally, like I said, committing to almost a religious faith. You are now at a level that you need to, or rather you're chasing a level that you need to commit much more than quite a lot of people are willing to do. Quite a lot of people would not be willing to commit what you need to commit. And the more you try and the more you push hard and aggressively to become a master, the slower you're going to go. There's a certain disconnect and a certain release that makes it, like I said, more of a spiritual journey than it is a technical journey so you're going to have some spiritual hopefully some spiritual motivation and inspiration in your expertise the work that you're doing as an expert but mastery just goes to that next level you do not have to be guru-like but there's just something there's a certain sense of solace in your experience in your um you know just like i said the quality of functioning it's hard to describe but I urge you to not use the label master too freely. And I urge you that if you're on that path and you want to become a master, I urge you to not just quote, take it seriously, but to let it go, let go of your efforts. Let go of your, your zealous commitment to get better at your craft and buy the next piece of equipment and obsess on the next piece of gear and obsess on the next technique. Let that flow naturally, let it flow naturally. Think about your vision, think about your role. See, experts produce work and that work can do all kinds of things from influence people, make people happy, make you money. Artwork can do lots of wonderful things, but a master in and of themselves shapes the artwork. It shapes the field. It shapes the idea of it. A master shifts how the artwork evolves. And that's why we've had very few of them over time. I don't mean three, but I don't need three million. Okay. It's arguable. I know. But that's a big difference. You have to choose to commit to that. So now we're at the fourth. The fourth distinct, um, you know, functioning. (laughs) Distinct quality of functioning. You might ask, what in the world could it be? Well, the answer is genius. And here, once again, you might think, I get it. And, you know, genius is the top, of course, you know. No, genius is not the top. None of these are the top the only thing we have is the bottom and that's novice what is genius genius is actually far more rare than master far more rare i mean rare and there's a word that's been used too often over master it's genius okay genius is exceedingly rare for all the brilliant mathematicians we've had in the world there's one albert einstein right And many would argue that he's a genius. I don't know that field well enough to know, but everything I've read and everything I've seen and discussions I've had, it seems like he might deserve that label. (laughs) Okay? But genius, what is genius? How, How do we describe genius? Well, a lot of times, genius, we tend to equate that with prodigies, young prodigies, whether it's art, math, and science, or whatever, or some kind of physical skill prodigies impress us the most and that is where we throw the term genius out whether it's a three-year-old playing classical guitar in front of a symphony masterfully they're like genius whether it's a 10 year old in college and getting a physics degree genius okay and i would not argue with you when you say those things genius especially for young artists for young creators anyone's practicing a discipline at a young age But where a genius, a prodigy, differs from a master is a genius has a smaller barrier of entry when it comes to mastering the techniques and the tools of their craft. For some reason, they pick up on it quicker. We know this. We've experienced geniuses or we've read about them or watched TV shows or whatever. Geniuses accelerate very, very quickly, generally speaking, on the technical. This is why a three-year-old can play classical piano. But the difference between a three-year-old playing classical piano who only has done it about a year and is playing Beethoven and Chopin, that three-year-old is not to be underestimated and is to be applauded. But that three-year-old now, there's a certain sense of responsibility by those around the child because genius is unbridled, uncontrolled, undisciplined mastery. And that is not always a good thing. See, genius is a gift, as we call it, right? And you accelerate very quickly. But one thing a genius cannot do is replace time. A genius cannot replace experience. Now, to be clear up front, a genius has the potential to be the greatest master ever. No question, okay? But just because they accelerate very, very quickly, it doesn't mean that they might not. They could easily plateau for various reasons interpersonal reasons society social reasons society could get in the way um you know emotional issues I, it, there's just no telling what can stop a genius oftentimes geniuses are also uh, misunderstood neurodivergence okay everything from the autism to adhd and other things because something in their brain is just a little bit different than the common human and sometimes those little differences allow them to focus in such a manner that they accelerate very very quickly. On special interests and arts and you know things that they want to do or science and math music so a genius can often be um, overlooked if you will uh, or rather not diagnosed with neurodivergence but a lot of them are now not all of them are either and some geniuses aren't necessarily explosive and fast and not all of them are children some people some people do not come to their genius do not come to realize their genius until a later age but we get impressed by it. And that's what's wrong with the term genius in society. We throw it around quickly and freely. And we mostly reserve it for young people, which may deserve the title and certainly deserve the recognition. Uh, but what they really deserve from society and from those hopefully guiding them is the, the, the guidance and the teaching, if you will, to keep a genius on the right path towards mastery. A genius that goes into master never went to novice or expert, potentially just went to novice very quickly and expert very quickly. And now mastery, you can't get there quickly, okay? Here's why. You can liken it to lots of different things, okay? But you can practice incessantly. A lot of geniuses do, hours and hours a day of whatever their craft is. They're on it constantly because they usually are very, very committed and obsessed with it. But you can't have 1,000 conversations in a minute. You can't. You understand? You can't perform a four-minute musical piece 1,000 times in a minute. You can't create a photograph and take it from production, vision, production, editing, and delivery. You can't take a photograph and do that in five seconds. Certainly not in any type of consistency where you're making masterful art there's time time makes things happen every experience that a genius or an expert um, has builds them and molds them into who they are becoming whether they want to go for mastery or not a genius almost certainly always wants to and so your, your every experience you have molds you But those thousand conversations that you cannot do in a minute that you must do over several weeks, those conversations are integral in in how you evolve in your art as a person. So even if you have a thousand conversations in a week, and I'm not suggesting that you intentionally try to do that, but you get what I'm saying. Conversations, experiences, travel even, meeting new people. These are experiences that cannot be accelerated necessarily in any useful way. So while a genius might pick up on a guitar and and just take to it very quickly. And what they can accomplish in a week uh, generally takes the average person a few months to, to get to. Okay, great. But that guitarist cannot play, uh, like I said, a piece of music a thousand times in a minute. They have to play it a thousand times to really gain something from that experience level to bring him into that, that calm, serene level of mastery. So genius and master are not the same thing. So what does that mean specifically in photography? What is is a genius? A genius, generally speaking, that I've noticed in photography, is someone with vision. Just absurdly gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful vision. Whether it's work that's pretty and and pleasing, or work that's shocking, or work that's profound in some manner. Um, A genius has vision straight away. They are blessed with vision. Tons of it. But what a genius doesn't have usually is a technical. But usually speaking, generally speaking, a genius will very quickly pick up on the technical because they're obsessed with attaining their vision. There's something about them, the way they work, they'll just figure it out when they find their right calling. If you're calling as photographer and you're doing botany, you might be going in the wrong direction. You might be a pretty good botanist, but you're not going to be an amazing photographer unless you discover it. But once a genius does, then they need to have the discipline. Only time comes with discipline. This is why many geniuses are, in fact, you know, mentored by a master. Very, very common. Masters need to help geniuses with discipline. So where are you in your artist path, in your opinion? It's almost certainly that you're novice or expert. I see myself as an expert who's always learning every day, and that's how every expert should be. Uh, I do not see myself as a master, and I know I was never a genius. I know that, and I'm okay with that because those are... Very, very different and distinct things, master and genius, specifically genius. So why did all this matter? What is this analysis for? Well, what it is, is to give you an idea of accomplishment and to redefine accomplishment for you. Because if you think, well, you know, I'm not a genius, that's fine. Good. One in a million are, maybe not that much. I don't know what the numbers are, but it's extremely rare. But you can have an incredible career. You can have a fulfilling career and you can have work that can change the world by being an expert. A master is more of an internal thing. It's internal. Your work is probably going to be very good and somehow moving people. Your work is still going to be subjective. You can be a master of a certain type of work that some people won't like. But the mastery is within, mastery is inside you. Do you want to get to that level of mastery? Do you want to explore your discipline to the point where you have an internal mastery of it, where you're at peace with the work instead of fighting the work? an expert is oftentimes fighting with their own work fighting with themselves as great as their work is a master has achieved a sense of a certain sense of peace with their work so that's why I want to urge you to think about that today if you are an expert and feel like there's still something missing inside maybe you need a little more disciplined study into your into your own self into your mind and into your vision maybe the tools don't don't thwart you anymore but something about the work just you love it, you're acknowledged, you do work that you yourself like, but you want more and you're not sure what it is. Your friends tell you you're a master of photography and you're like, well, something's missing. Well, explore it, explore it. And on the odd chance that you're possibly, quite likely young and genius, just understand if you are, don't let it get to your head <laughs> and understand that some things you will need time for. And ideally and hopefully you'll get a master to help you and guide you because that discipline in that time you cannot replace you can't okay you're always going to be exceptional when you're a genius there's no question exceptional in the true definition of it not just good you are an exception to everything and that's fine be that but the world is not not littered wrong word but there are enough geniuses who never went anywhere and who abandoned their art and discipline because they didn't have the discipline actually And that usually comes because of a lack of guidance or other factors. So understand that you're probably not a genius, okay? You can study and really look within to work towards mastery. And if you're a novice, keep going. Just don't give up. Keep going and think about what your goals are. Labels aren't important. This whole podcast episode is for you to think about yourself inside, not to tell someone, I think I'm an expert and I'm going to work to be a master. I should hope you won't say that to anybody. It doesn't matter. Your work speaks for, for you. But think about this in your, in your head, in case something's not quite right. Maybe you are a genius and you lack the discipline. Something just doesn't seem to be working. Maybe you're an expert who wants to become a master. And maybe you're a master, probably a little older, and smiling and listening to this going, yep, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who you are. But I do know that when you think about this kind of thing, you think about your own spiritual and internal journey in your art, you know what? You can be just fine as an expert. But don't kill yourself if you don't go beyond that. It's perfectly fine. It's perfectly beautiful and wonderful. And you can cause a lot of wonderful things to happen, including your bank account to grow by being an expert. But like I said, it's plenty of broke geniuses and plenty of broke masters. So you don't have to be one or the other. You can be a very successful master and you can be a genius who can find the discipline and the guidance and mentorship to really become something, you know, successful to yourself internally. So this is not a podcast about making money. This is a podcast about, like I said, excuse me, an episode about looking inward. Okay. So novice, expert, master, and genius. They're not a linear order, except that novice is on the bottom. <laughs> so thanks for listening. And I look forward to future podcast episodes. And if you have any questions at all, please email me nino at com. And we hope you'll continue listening. Thanks everyone.